Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. to episode 83 of Smart Enough to Know Better. A podcast of science. Comedy. And ignorance. I am Greg Waugh. And I'm Dan Beeston. And this week in the podcast... I'm going to teach you how to pull your cracker. Look out! Air! And can you outrun the Grim Reaper? Also, mosquitoes and their horrible mouths. Now, Dan... I've had a pretty cruisy time since the last podcast. Also, holy shit, chickens. Are you doing another one? Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> so in your week in science? I have an embarrassing but fun story to tell you about my week in science. Yeah? Where I work, we have a menagerie of animals, stick insects and yabbies and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And just to show the kids uh, for biological world kind of stuff. And we have one yabby left. He has eaten everyone else. And, <laughs> and, and he's a happy little fellow. I call him Pinchy. And, and it's my job now to look after him. And I don't really... And because I've, yeah. I've never had a yabby before. Hence the only nine fingers that's, this week. <laughs> that's right. He's a red-clawed crayfish. He's only small. He's probably as long as an adult male's index finger. Oh, yeah. So he's not big. Mm. And we call him a yabby. He's not technically a yabby. And he lives in a little yabarium. Bog, a bog in a log? A log in a bog? A log in a bog. No, no, no. He, no. Lives, he, lives, in a, he lives in an aquarium. Yeah. And, he, and, he's, and, he, and I've given him a few things to hide in. And he, he, like, he used to just live with his mates with some fronds of plants. Yep. And, but he's killed everyone else and eaten them. Uh, or they've died from diseases. And we're not replacing him now. Or he's Chris, poisoned them. Or he's poisoned them. Anyway, they're all dead. What's interesting, I've been watching him. And he kind of knows now when you turn up and you're about to feed him. He's, he picks up the cues that you're there. And he can see you across the room. Yeah. get really excited and wave his go, hello. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'll kill you! I'm not too sure which one it is because you can't tell him because he's a friggin' yabby. You look delicious when you're that small. Yeah, yeah. So he, oh good, oh good, oh good. And he and he'll do things like he'll come up and you'll look at him through like get really close and he'll walk up to you and look at you and then he'll you'll move and he'll run back into his little hole. So, I mean, learning a lot. Never had this sort of pet before. Mm-hmm. Learning a lot about him and and everyone laughs because you know, where's Greg gone? Like I go to the toilet. And I always stop and say hi to the yabby and feed him and have, just make sure he's okay. That's sort of my thing now. So I had this weird experience. I yeah. went in and after a weekend and I went into oh I haven't fed him over the weekend I go better be sure he's okay and there are two of them in there there are two uh oh two and a big one two big ones yeah I'm like there, there are two and he's sitting there looking at me and there's another one right behind him I'm like that's weird I went maybe someone's put another one in like maybe mm-hmm. my boss has purchased one or they didn't talk to me about it but that's not, not a thing and so I walked out with this kind of weird expression on my face going um someone said how's the yabby and I went there are t- there, there, there are two yabbies. There are two yabbies, mm-hmm. and people went, "Yeah, sure, whatever, Greg, you jokester." <laughs> I was like, "No, there are two yabbies." Like, boss, is there a? Re-? He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "No, okay." And everyone sort of looking at me a bit weird. Like, is this a joke? Are you joking? Because I just want to know. Is this a joke? And they're like, "Are you joking?" I'm like, "No." And they, we should all go look. And they're like, oh, it is a joke. I'm like, it's not a joke. There are two yabbies. <laughs> no one's trusting anyone. Everyone's like, oh. It's like, it's like a Mexican standoff. <laughs> it's pretty weird. So went, fine. You said, still got bullets? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah you have bullets? <laughs> so then we went back in. Finally, we all walked back in. I'm really not sure. Waiting for like, surprise, or you're an idiot, or whatever it is. And I said, look, there. And everyone starts laughing. They all, like mm-hmm. four... Four women, five women, all start laughing at me. Mm-hmm. I, I know what the sound laughing. of four, five will, women laughing at me is. <laughs> all just gut laughing, like not just who, well, they're like absolutely laughing. Yeah. And 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 my boss went, doesn't look very healthy, does it? And I went, it's not doing very well. And she uh, went, started uh, laughing. <laughs> she went, it's it's malt, you uh, idiot. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the, the, the red clawed crayfish had molted during the weekend and made this perfect skeleton that sat behind it. It was a bit clumped on the ground, uh-huh. but it was perfect. He wasn't flat. So I'd seen the stick and say to it, mm-hmm. and but there was quite like a weird skin. Mm. It was a perfect skeleton. He he was lying on vaguely on his side, like he was like looking like he was drunk. But other than that, there was a perfect re- copy of of that crayfish in the tank. I'd never seen it before. I knew they molted. Never seen it. And they all laughed. They thought it was hilarious. I then spent the next 20 minutes like dragging it out. And the, the crayfish was like, no, mine! Which I found out later. He likes to eat it. They actually all eat right. it. I didn't know that either. No one tells me these things. So, and I pulled it out. And, it was a, and I put it on the... On, it actually held itself up out of the water. So it's like a like a beetle. It's like, yeah. Like it's, the... it's like, and you look at it, but all his little legs are all still there and his antennae are still there. Everything is still there. It must He's be perfect. a delicate thing to sort of scooch out of I, I, the inside. I am going to set up a webcam on his tank because none of them ever seem to do that. We've never seen them do it before. Mm-hmm. They've like eaten each other or died, obviously, or just never got around to it. But he's feeding well and he's doing well. He's getting bigger, getting obviously. Getting bigger. And he's getting much bigger. So he's now really excitable. Like, before he was a bit lethargic. Now he's like, kill, murder! Ah! Like, he runs around and grabs food off you and he's really like, way, no skin! It's like, uh, a, like, like he's a puppy again. Yeah, he really is. It's very fun. But there you go. Crustaceans molt. Who knew? Mm. This is why I hate biology. That's weird. <laughs> I would just like to thank... I would just like to thank Sean and Scott. Thank you so much, Sean and Scott, for pointing out to me that scientists have figured out why dinosaurs are covered in horrible pointy thorns. <laughs> Some people call them proto-feathers. Right. Some people who are wrong call them feathers. Right. They are thorns. Right. Scientists have speculated yes. that they are covered in horrible pointy thorns. Uh-huh. For mateship purposes and for showing an enormous range of beautiful colours. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> spectrums of colours covering these lavish and ostentatious animals. <laughs> they even speculate that dinosaurs might be tetrachromates. They might be so beautiful. So beautiful, Greg. <laughs> The, us monkeys, yeah. us trichromates, yes. can't even fathom how beautiful how these animals, how pretty, pretty these little things animals uh, are. Uh, uh, pretty little dinosaurs. <laughs> Science is really uh, now. You, you get one. I just can't do it anymore. You. The funny thing, you get one last chance to enjoy yourself when the new Jurassic Park movie comes out. That's all you get because they they got the old style dinosaurs because they went we've trademarked that look and we don't want to. I can't I can't enjoy it anymore, Greg. Yeah. I, I'm not going to enjoy Jurassic World because I'll know yeah. just how beautiful they are. But you know the fun thing about that is every time I look at those ones in Jurassic Park now I go oh they all have mange. That's really sad. Oh god, they're all mangy dinosaurs. Sick dinos. Sick. They're all they got no they got no feathers or thorns or colours. They're all yeah. sick. That Velociraptor like, looks cold. <laughs> That's what, that's what it's doing. I wasn't trying to eat you. It was like, hug me, mammal. Give me your body heat. <laughs> I, I can't metabolize I can't, heat. I'm going into torpor. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. No, we're not cold-blooded. No, that, wait. We've, we've already established that yeah. in Jurassic Park 1. They're warm-blooded. They're um, lukewarm-blooded, we think now. We think that they were. We think they weren't maybe warm-blooded dinosaurs, but we not cold-blooded either. Something going to do different. Different. Thank God. Oh yes, for she Jedi. Indeed, I, I, that's how I start every prayer. <laughs> Thank God for she Jedi. 
Yeah, there's a lot of religions there butting up against each other, aren't there? So thank you. <laughs> thank you to She Jedi who came in at my darkest hour mm-hmm. when I was considering these horrible multicolored abominations. Yes. And pointed out that scientists have recently discovered an amazing new species of crocodile. Oh, thank Prehistoric goodness. crocodile. Very good. Six and a half metres long. Wow. 21 feet. That's, we, we have six and a half metre long crocodiles now, don't oh, we? Oh, there's more to it than oh, that, my okay, friend. Good. Okay, good, like, good. It's four feet shorter than Jaws. <laughs> a fictional Jaws. shark. Jaws. Fictional shark. It's smaller than a fictional shark. Smaller than a fictional shark. <laughs> The, the fictional shark's main power yes. was being very big. Fictionally big. Fictionally big, yes. Right. Okay. It's got teeth, but not... You know, crocodile teeth, they're like sh- short little stubby things. Yes, yes. These are like tusks. Oh, like awesome. rows of tusks. Nice. What's it called, Dan? I want to know a name. What would I be screaming when it came for me in the waters? Help. Help. <laughs> God, help. Because it, you wouldn't be in the waters, Greg. <laughs> You'd be in the crocodile? You'd be on the land... Oh. And it would gallop after you. <laughs> it would gallop after you, right. and it fed mm. mainly on dinosaurs. Yay! So where is your god now, dinosaurs? <laughs> How does your multicolored finery help you when a twenty-one foot long galloping lizard <laughs> with scaly, non-feathered <laughs> skin bites? Giant tusks into your lavish neck. <laughs> Fuck you, dinosaurs. And they're dead. Dinosaurs are dead. Yeah. Crocodiles still, still here. around. Caught the train recently into the city. Mm-hmm. Lovely train line. Go through a bit of wetlands. Go through some neighbourhoods. Mm-hmm. Go through a bit of an industrial place. Ooh. Straight past the Golden Circle Cannery. All right. Yes. So they can drinks and fruit mm. and pineapples and stuff like that. Yep. But in order to do that, they need a lot of heat and pressure and all that sort of stuff. Got a bunch of chimneys mm. coming up there. Big metal chimneys. Mm. I was looking at these chimneys, and some of the chimneys have like this screw on them that goes down the side of the chimney. Mm. And I was trying to figure out what that oh, was. I mean, a line of screws. No, just a sort of a blade, like a blade on either side that goes down the outside of the down chimney? the outside of the chimney, like a helix. Yeah, is it a heat vein or something like that? Or what, what, what's a heat vein? What well, would... I, I, would, I would. If you want to cool something down, you need to have a large surface area. So sometimes you'll put big sheets of metal on it, stick out the side, and of course the heat can transfer a large surface area. Ah, yeah, can transfer up really quickly. That, that oh, would be that's my clever guess. Well, my guess was that maybe it had something to do with the heat of the chimney. And the air would heat at the bottom of the chimney and then rush up oh, the thing. Oh, it's a and, baffle. And for some reason it would spin. Like, oh, okay. Because the, 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 the screwed blades <laughs> along the outside would make the air spin off the top. Sure. So I'm wondering whether... Because if you get a bo- big bottle of water yeah. and you try to just tip it down the sink, mm. it'll sort of go bloop, 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 bloop. But if you spin it, yeah. uh, it'll go out faster because the air can slip in the centre of the... And the water goes down the, the water goes down the outside. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I vortex. wonder if it's something like that. Mm. And it's not. Oh, okay. No, I looked it up, and what happens is that... They just like the 60s. They just love the 60s. And the 50s spaceships. Yeah, this retro (laughs) flared sort of... of, And most of them end in like three big fins. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of blinking lights. What it's called is vortex shedding. Mm. So what happens is the air... It doesn't matter whether the pipe is hot or cold. Mm -hmm. It's a great big cylinder, quite tall, Mm. quite skinny... 
the air hits it and it has to separate around the pole and then come back together on the other side. And because it's a curved surface, you get Bernoulli effect. You get some Bernoulli effect, yeah. yeah. And, and this so you'd get you'd get a vortex on. You'd get a, a like a low pressure system on the leeward side. You would. Yes. Now, if the air was constant and exact, mm. then there wouldn't be a problem. But what happens is that the air is slightly bigger on one side than the other, mm. and it's kind of like a, a big air giant is punching around the oh, pole at itself. So it, it punches, and it well, it, it pushes in one direction. Yeah. So it punches around and punches itself in the air. Yeah, yeah. On one direction, a little bit harder than the other yeah. side. So it pushes on the left hand side, yeah. and then it punches on the right hand side, and it yeah. sort of creates this bouncing effect of going punch left, right, yeah, left. So it's twisting right, the whole left, bottom of right. the. Twisting, twisting the chimney. It's not twisting the chimney. Oh, right. It's just it, the air is sort of punching on one side and the other, and so you're, you've got a pressure yep. that goes high pressure to low pressure yep. in a bouncing manner on alternate sides of the pipe. Why is that a problem? Generally, it's not a problem because the pipe's nice and strong. Mm. The big problem is that if you whacked that chimney with a big whacking piece of energy, mm. the chimney would... Go boing, yoing, 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 yoing. It would have its own resonance point. Yes. So if the punching of the air going one side, left, right, left, right, mm. is the same resonance uh, point as the pipe, right. then the, it's like pushing someone on a swing. Yes. So, so it's if you push frequency. Yeah. If you push someone on the swing at just the right amount, yeah. it's going to get higher and higher and right. higher. If you hit the resonance point on the chimney, yep. then the chimney starts wobbling back and forth and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It does all sorts of damage to the chimney, can knock it over. That's very cool. If the people who need to see this, not the chimney, Tacoma Bridge is the famous one. T A C O M A, and and you see what resonance, what a little breeze, sixty k an hour breeze, can do to a big metal span bridge. Yeah, but there is also going to be a link in the show notes ah, that shows you this happening to a chimney. Oh, thank you. Oh, that'd be fantastic. So it was a high wind. So it's to baffle the wind and to stop it from. What happens is because it's a helix. Mm. The wind on the left-hand side hits the helix and gets forced down right, and yep. sort of directed down. And on the right-hand side, it gets forced up. So mm. it minimizes and changes the airflow oh, and stops that resonance from taking cool. place yeah. and there makes it a, a much more complex system that doesn't set up this oscillation. That's very cool. I like the fact that you, had just, you saw veins and you went, what will this be? And we've learned all about the resonant frequency. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, what, what, what's wrong? Why are you crying? Oh, she left me, Dan. She left me at the altar. Oh, no, that's terrible. I'm, I'm so sorry. Did, did she say why? She said she didn't want to help with my hobby of satanic sacrifice. Wait, what sort of altar? <laughs> Christmas is upon us, and there are many important Christmassy things to work on, and Christmas signs to do, mm-hmm. and lots of things. Lots of you've got to protect your home That's... from the 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 monster. What the monster? The Christmas monster. The Christmas monster. Yeah, what's the Christmas monster called? It's the it's from Krampus. Sweden. That's the one. Krampus. The Krampus. That's right. He, he'll get in. Krampus can't stop you. Sorry, you can't stop the Krampus. Krampus Nobody can stop the Krampus. Krampus, Krampus uh, notoriously homophobic. You can stop the Krampus with the village people. 
<laughs> I don't know what I'm Anyway, about. we're not talking about the Krampus. If you haven't heard of it, look up Krampus. Look at the notes. There'll be a note there from Krampus. It's the best thing. I think we yelled about him last year a lot. All right. Because uh, I love the Krampus. I'm all for the Krampus. But it's not about Krampus. A very important part of Christmas etiquette. You're at your Christmas family, Christmas, Christmas, dinner, Christmas, and suddenly someone brings out the crackers. And then it's on for one and all. You know, it's got a little hat in Christmas it. Christmas crackers. And it's, it's a got a little terrible present. You can look like a king. That's right. A king. <laughs> a paper king. A sweaty paper king. <laughs> and, and of course, terrible jokes, which we talked about before in the podcast. Why are they terrible jokes? So yep. everyone, everyone can have joint, awful groaning. Not, not everyone enjoys every joke. That's right. Greg and I know all about that. <laughs> Indeed. And we get many angry emails. But see, you want to win those crackers. They're, they're important. It's important. It, crackers is all about winning. We could steal our audience as a single unified group yes. if we just dropped the quality of the podcast and everyone would <laughs> bond together against us. That, that's what, I thought that's what we were doing. I thought that's what we were trying to do. Peace on Earth through this podcast. Anyway. This explains a lot. <laughs> the cracker. The cracker is very important. I want to get as many Christmas crackers to go for me to get the largest. Like you pull on the people don't know. Where have you been living? But you, you pull on the cracker, and whoever gets the big part of it, you get the present, you get the stuff that's inside. Some people call it a bonbon. Or a bonbon. A bonbon bon. So, yes. So you, how do you win? Dan, what's your tactic for winning with crackers? Um, Go. Wait. You, how do you win, Dan? How, how do you win? win? So you want the big side. Yes. How do you do it? What's, you, your, what's your tactic? Do you have a tactic? Do you even have one? No, my tactic what? is... My tactic is to... Because I used to put my thumb inside the cracker yeah. as, at on the little... Because oh, there's yeah, a yeah. little tiny tag. Yes, there is. Because if you grab it and you just pull and you don't pull it right, it won't pop. Yes. So right. my tactic has not been to win, but to make sure that that pop happens. But then eventually I was like, oh, I feel like I'm cheating. So now I just really grip the whole side of it really, really uh-huh. hard. And just yank it. And I, and I yank it just straight out. I don't, like, tip it. I yes. just pull it straight out because that seems more Christmas. No, so fair enough, fair enough. So basically, science is that's, that's just rubbish. Yeah, just rubbish. Yeah, Dan. I have not thought this through at all. I've not thought it you through. Just, it was just, an emotional decision it was, and a brute force ignorance. You just thought, look, I'll just get through, and statistics will fifty-fifty go my way. But it won't. You know what I did? It won't. I relied yep. on human beings being generous people, and there were there was the same amount of crackers as no, there no. were people. Human beings, human beings can be generous. Physics doesn't give a rat's ass. I know. Physics doesn't I care know. about you, Dan. So you have to tell physics what to do. So science, thank goodness, has... <laughs> at the University of Queensland, two researchers looked into the best way of opening Christmas characters so you can win. And did I, they? Yes, they did. Did and, they? Yes. And I will... I hope they didn't get grants. <laughs> I hope that that was a sponsor. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is that where my tax dollars are going? It's, no, it's the University of Queensland. It's, 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 a, it's an institution. It's not... None of your tax dollars. Oh, hex. Let's not go there. I All don't right. pay tax anyways. <laughs> Yay, thanks, Dan. <laughs> Here's what they worked out. They said there are three ways people think are the best ways of actually pulling crackers. So these are the people, this is what being told. So they said the angle strategy, a firm two-handed grip, tilting the cracker between 20 and 55 degrees downwards and applying a steady force with no torque. So don't turn it left or right. So you hold it with two hands and you pull down. Two hands? Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Just, just Two hands? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Look, that's, you can go two hands. Okay, the passive-aggressive strategy, a firm two-handed grip at no angle, no pulling at all, and letting the other person do all the work. That's another way of doing it. All right. Okay, that's another way. And the control strategy, typical Christmas parties around the world where both participants pull at no particular angle but roughly parallel 
to the floor. Mm. So that's what they work. They're the three favorite ways yep. of winning there's crackers. A, there's a more passive aggressive one. What's that? And that's to get you get in earlier and you put you score it on their end. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, is that's that? passive. That's actually just aggressive. That's just is it? Passive well passive means you didn't do it, but aggressive you are just quite aggressively changing the rules. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I suppose so. I, uh, aka cheating. Uh, but, but then, of course, you get up against that person, and then and they're like, "Oh, why don't we? Why don't we do the Christmas cracker?" And mm. they go, "Wait, what's that on the wall?" And then you turn around, yeah. and they surreptitiously flip yeah. it around. And then you drink the poison, and then you die. Yeah, Merry fucking Christmas, but Dan. That- <laughs> <laughs> I've died three times last Christmas. Anyway. <laughs> So do you want to know, listeners, lovely listeners, and Dan, do you want to know the way that has been statistically proven to win? I really do. So the first one, if you're an angler, so two hands and you pull down at a 20, 20 to 55 degree angle. Yep. I'm very sorry. You have actually been jipping yourself all these years. All ah, right. 40% less than chance. Yep. Less than chance. That's not good. The next one, the traditional pulling one, just pulling straight, both pull parallel to the floor. Yep. Fifty percent chance. That's all, that's better. That, that that's that's better than chance. Yeah, that's, and then, that we're already up to ninety percent. So that, the other one must be ten. That's how <laughs> no, no, this no, works. No, 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 no. It's not, no, how, it not how it works. Okay, continue. So there you go. And so the best way to win yep. with a whopping ninety-two percent, ninety-two percent is passive aggressive. Hold on to the cracker and let the other person pull like a crazy thing, and it will go your way. 92% of the time. Listeners, you're going to probably going to end up pulling one of these. Yep. Get back to us and yeah. tell us how, how you go. Please do. Please do. Try all. Try all three. No, try... no, no. no. Well, oh, okay. You've only got one shot oh, at oh, Christmas. Oh, good point. Yeah, you do. Yes, good point. So uh, I want to know that the that the smart enough, no better listeners have fucking nailed it. <laughs> we but cleaned up for Christmas. If you... And we want, we want, we want, we want to get our beats wet. Beats now, wet. This... I want, I want a part of your treasure. Send us. <laughs> I want a plastic top that's asymmetrical and doesn't spin. <laughs> I want a little paper hat. I'll wear it too. Damn it. I'll wear it for the podcast. That'll be my new thing. Now. We're like Jughead. There, there's only one problem here. Yep. What if two people who listen to the podcast go up against oh, each other? That's just a stalemate. It's a stand there for... Why don't you pull? I don't want to pull. Not, why don't you pull? Just, just two people looking at each other okay. going, Merry Christmas! <laughs> Look over there! Poison. Poison. I am so hungry, I'm going to eat my body weight in chip. That's impossible. As you ate, your body weight would increase, and you'd have to eat more to reach that body weight. Huh? Well, imagine that you weigh 80 kilograms, and you start to eat 80 kilograms of chips. Yeah. You eat half of it, 40 kilograms, and now you weigh 120 kilograms. Ah, like the turtle and the arrow. It's Zeno's gluttony. Is this a sketch? Should we do this sketch of the podcast? We've done a Zeno sketch fairly recently. We can't follow it up with another one because it'll only be half as funny. Yes, but people's memories are constantly fading. So the Zeno joke will approach being half as funny, but never actually reach being half as funny. Oh my God, you're right! Oh God, we're doing it again! Christmas time. Oh. You know what that means? 
It's bloody hot. It is. All he around said. the world. He, all, all around, around the, world. the world. It's 35 degrees Celsius. The Christmas season. Take that, Kenji. <laughs> the Christmas season. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't crap on guests that would do on the show. Uh, yeah. Not, not specifically. <laughs> Kenji just represents all Americans. All Americans. Crazy yeah. scale for temperature That's measurement. <laughs> Sorry, Genji. And, uh, oh, we just had the, the G20 here. Yes. And do you know what they did during the G20? They restricted a lot of airspace. Yeah. One thing they didn't want is they didn't want some helicopters and planes screwing around, dropping some sort of chemical, just in case something weird happened. But we do drop a lot of chemicals around, especially around here, because I live near the wetlands. Oh. oh I'm, I'm helping our listeners. For tr- yeah. Like, tr- triangulate so, so into... Australia, Queensland... Brisbane, wetlands. Wetlands. Oh, now. Oh, oh God, and I've, I've told them the train line that I'm oh, on too, haven't I? You're not on a train line, not the name of the train line. Yeah, but they know it goes past so the Golden that, Circle uh, oh, cannery. That, oh, wow, that'd be so easy. I, I hope someone comes for Christmas and knocks on your door. <laughs> so Nicely, nicely. Because the nice people live here and Dan, so don't just go and throw things at the house. Uh, at any rate... There we we have planes up in the sky yes. dropping chemicals near my place. Anti anti mosquito chemicals. Anti mosquitoes. Yes. They want to kill the mosquitoes. Yeah. During G twenty, they're like, "Can we just get them out of the air for a couple of weeks? Because that's kind of giving us the teebly jeeblies." And they went, "Yeah, all right." So we had a bit of an influx in our mosquito like pals. Oh, so they actually they stopped. Sorry, they, they stopped, stopped oh, bombing the right. mosquitoes so for was, a couple of weeks because wow, so they were anxious that someone would sneak in some anthrax or something. <laughs> Of course, just, you know, just crossing some T's and dotting some I's, I guess. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Let's just cut this off at the source. Stop planes from dropping anything for a couple of weeks. Sure. So, uh, hence, we've all got malaria. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we had a bit of an influx of the, the, the little biting midges and mosquitoes. Yep. And you think of a mosquito biting you, and you think, oh, hypodermic syringe. Yes. Like, hypodermic right. syringe, yeah. great big... Someone in the kitchen, isn't it? Where is that banging coming from? A tremendous banging. Ah, ha, ha. We were disturbed by the noise of your wife having a tremendous banging. Da 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 da. Bravo. Thank you very Bravo. much. Thank you. Banging Billy. Banging Billy? Banging Billy. It's a Billy bookshelf from Ikea. Oh, right. Right. So. <laughs> your wife was banging Billy. She was indeed. In the kitchen while her sister watched. Oh God! <laughs> Suddenly, so become... mosquitoes. <laughs> Look forward to that at the end of the podcast. Uh... <laughs> yeah, a giant. So, a mosquitoes' mouth parts in my mind do look like a like a visual, like a plunger, a big hypodermic needle. They yeah. stab into you and they suck out all the goodness. Yep. Now you think about a hypodermic needle, though. You've mm. got a nurse there going. Now here's a nice big vein. Yeah. Let's jam this great big, like six centimetre long needle into your. Into, well, not maybe not that long, but they jam it into much like bigger, a great kids. big, much bigger, much bigger, terrifying like, thing. Like like when you get a needle, kids who are listening, it's normally bigger than your arm. So if they don't do it right, yeah. they can go right through. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and you might get autism from whatever. <laughs> no, they, that's, no, no, that's not. No. I thought we were lying to kids, no. and making them scared. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's funny scared, then there's... Oh, it's just wrong. Okay. So, but don't they have to inject something first, like like a numbing agent? Don't they go, stab, numbing agent. Well, I was thinking, gosh, the, skin's, the skin is really good at keeping stuff out. Yeah. Like, that's what it's for. That's how it's evolved. Human skin stops stuff getting into it. 
It's, like, it's semi-porous, isn't it? It's not an impermeable layer. Sweat gets out of it. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. So, and, like, little tiny stuff can. Yeah. But you'd think that, like, a little tiny nose on your mosquito, that's got to oh. be a stiff little thing oh, to really yeah. jam in through the skin. That's not how it works. Oh, really? So the mosquito's proboscis... He gets a drill. He like, doesn't get a drill. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's that noise. That's that, that whiny noise you hear. The, it's not them flying. It's a little power drill in his little hands. We've got three minutes before the cops come. It's, it's, a, it's a little mosquito with a, with a suction cap and a and, and a knife <laughs> on the end of a rod spinning around to make a circle and just, just popping it out backwards. And that's and why, that's why the, when the, when mosquito, that's why they call that movie Heat. That's what mosquitoes are attracted to. All right, uh, yeah. and the sequel CO two. <laughs> okay, so God, wow, we had so many things to talk about, and yep. we have no, no time to talk no, no, about no, it anymore. No, no, that, no, that. Okay, so the mosquito it puts its little its little hose, yes. its little pipe up to the skin, yes. and out of the pipe there are six different things. Oh. There are two mandibles oh. that poke through tiny, skinny mandibles that yeah. poke through the cells yeah. and punch into the skin and. And splay out like the roots of a tree. So open it up, basically open your skin up. They open the skin up, and yes. there's ma- maxilla. Yes, they shoot out at the same time and do the same thing, except they have tooth-like blades on them oh. that jam into your skin. Oh. Then you've got the hyperpharynx and the labrum are joined together, mm-hmm. and what happens is that is a pair of hoses. That sort of squirm into the skin. Yep. It uses the maxilla to grab the skin with hooks and pull back yep. so that the hose can go further into the skin. Right. So it braces itself. Yeah. The hose goes in and it sort of hunts around like a hunting worm. So it can bend up to 90 degrees. Whoa. So it squirms around like a worm, hunting and Whoa. sniffing around for a blood vessel. Whoa. That's it terrifying. Is terrifying and gross. So a giant mosquito would be a terrifying thing. Like if there's one that was human sized, yeah, it would be a really horrific, monstrous thing. Yeah, but stabbing it, you in the guts. Well, Ooh. what happens is it stabs you with this t- two hose. Yeah, the hydropharynx mm-hmm. pushes saliva down you. Yeah, which has the decoagulant in it. Uh huh. It stops yes. you from scabbing. Mm-hmm. And that forces the blood up the other oh, pose. So it pumps yes. it into its body. Into your body? Pumps your blood into oh, right. its body you say, yes. by forcing the pressure and then yeah. pulling it up the other side. That's awesome. And gross. It, really gross. Really gross. Now, sometimes the mosquito can't find a blood vessel. Mm. It can take several attempts at biting mm-hmm. and a couple of minutes. And it takes a good 45 seconds to fill up with blood mm. when it actually finds it. Half the mosquitoes that they tested couldn't suck up the blood properly. Right. So they just... They just die. Yeah, they bite. They're good at biting, yeah. but they sucked at... Sucking. Sucking. <laughs> now, the parasites that carry malaria... Oh, uh, yes. Plasmodium, mm. uh, they actually change the behaviour of the mosquitoes. So the mosquito will spend more time searching each time it bites before giving up, giving more time oh. for the parasite to deploy. Wow. That sucks. We said before, mosquitoes have killed more human beings on this planet 
than anything else. Yeah. Even other humans. Yeah. It's, well, technically not a mosquito. It's the things in the mosquito. Yeah. Like malaria. Plasmodium. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a mosquito. It's just a delivery system. Now, we always say, you can look this up for more information on the show notes mm. on the website. Go to the website and check out the videos I'm posting because oh. there's like super, uh. super close video uh. of the mosquitoes prognosis like hunting around oh. inside the skin of an anesthetized mouse. Oh. And then you Merry can, Christmas! And then you can watch it in, in another video where it actually finds a blood vessel and it just starts sucking and collapses the blood vessel. Oh, wow. It's that strong at sucking. I've, I've also got another video of just high-resolution video of a mosquito landing on a human's arm and just filling itself with blood. And you can see the as the blood fills the mosquito and the pressure builds up, it forces the urine and feces out of the mosquito and it sort of pops... This oh, poop no. all over the guy's oh. arm in little spluttery pops. Oh. And I I kind of want to show you the video. It's wiggling around. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. He missed. He missed. He found nothing. Oh, it changed direction. Oh, no, he's found nothing. It's going back again. And you can see the oh. mandibles on the side yeah, sort of flexing around yeah, and trying, trying to gain a purchase. Trying to find. A, a, oh, yeah, you can see. Oh, yeah, there they are. Yes, yeah, so they're the little ones. Oh, he's found something. Don't know. Oh, he's gone still. There's another one. Yeah, it's like a worm. Mm. Oh, and there's the red blood cell. Oh, the, the, the vein. Oh, it's found the vein. Oh, no, he missed the vein. Maybe he's under the vein. Oh. He's punching the side. He's in. Oh, oh wow, he just... Oh, oh, yuck. He's collapsed the vein. And it's gone all pink. Yuck. Nature's horrible. That's why I love physics. Biology's terrible. I don't like it. First day of Christmas my true love gave to me A song that should end on day three In the second bit I found that it wouldn't always rhyme But the beats were exciting and the song it should stop on day three In the third bit the fun of the pattern being formed Was the damn perfect payoff Beats were exciting and the song it should stop on day three in the fourth bit I noted that I started getting bored And the beat that was kicking got quite offensive Bit like a hammer and this song should have stopped at day three And the fifth bit was saved from the fate of all the rest Cause it changed down the speed Then it picked up again, reanimated this rotten song And we should have gotten out on day three on the sixth day of Christmas I did a double take Cause I thought that the slow bit signified the end But the pattern keeps repeating And the foreboding feeling that it gives Makes me wonder if the end we'll ever see On the seventh day of Christmas I'd hoped the funny bit would comically encourage A witty punchline that would cut it off halfway but the writer of the song thinks it is better to do the whole Make it so long it returns to funny On the eighth day of Christmas I started going mad Cause the incessant beat never started ceasing Breaking my spirit like a waterboard Secrets that I have, I'll tell them all, even make them up If you'll just let me go and be free
On the ninth day of Christmas, I kind of settled down. Logic, I knew, would help me deal. This blasted song can't go forever, even when it feels like the pattern that it makes could go forever, like a Mandelbrot or a song written by Sepensky. On the tenth day of Christmas, my hopes welled in my chest, cause the way that we count things gives an importance to arbitrary points in notation. When you are counting using base 10, so I have fingers crossed that we are ending this fucking song that I wish only went to day three. The Babylonians can go and suck my dick, cause I thought that it ended, but it continued, making me want to get shiny skin paint painting their asses, shoving five pokers up five golden rings. And I'm starting to see that all my problems stem from the fact of the gifts my true love gives to me. On the twelfth day of Christmas I didn't even care to check the present that she had got me. I grabbed her arm forced her attention to the cold blade I had inserted into her ribcage a perforation in both her lungs her bloody gasps begged explanation I was enlightened realized my folly begged for forgiveness she passed away I clasped her body Hold on a second, where is the slow bit from the fifth song line? I should have counted, now I don't know when to stop the singing. Oh God, that beat is driving me crazy. Is this my penance stuck in this limbo? Hellfire eternal in Christmas song form, her body's cooling. I can't remember my time before this. Embrace me, Satan. I am your servant. Ever since mankind became sentient, it has asked one question. Who finished the milk and didn't replace the milk and put the empty milk bottle in the goddamn fridge? I pay for the food in this house. Why the hell can't I have a goddamn white cup of tea? Okay, two questions. Okay. Two sorry. questions. That's, that's a good question. How fast does the Grim Reaper move? <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. You see, now you... <laughs> How fast does the Grim Reaper move? Because no one can escape death. In the end, death comes to us all. And now science has worked out its movement speed. How f- it's velocity. It's maximum velocity. Ha! It's very important that we've worked this out. Finally, scientifically, so some professors of geriatric medicine and epidemiology got together and decided to work out how fast death must move. Mm-hmm. And the way they did this, they went to some old people's homes and they looked, no. and they looked at the, which, how which people died during the year, like, yeah. like which one, they, and they graphed that, and then they checked out how fast they, they measured before they died obviously mm-hmm. how fast they could walk 
their travel speed, and then they graphed that, and they plotted the information together, and with some very <laughs> clever maths and statistics, they have worked out that death can only move at a certain speed, no faster, because yeah. they now know that anyone who walked faster than a certain velocity didn't die that year. Only people who were slower than a certain velocity died that year. What about... So death... We're assuming that death is an anthropomorphic being yep. that is like walks behind you, and when mm-hmm. he touches you, you die. You die. Yes. What happens if you are like the Flash... Like you could, kind of like the flash, is you can run really quickly yes. and you run so fast that the friction of the air bursts you into flames and you die that way. Well, death didn't touch you. You were on fire. You thought, oh, I'm on fire. And then death then, just walks over and touches and you. And you collapsed. And okay. Yeah, you see? Yeah. A, that's all. They, that's why you only, when you're jumping out of an airplane, you only die when, once you hit the ground. That's right, because death can't get to you that way. He's not in a fighter jet. Yeah. He just walks up and touches you. So they've worked it out. Yeah. So it's actually been worked out. So. The Grim Reaper seems to have a preferred walking speed of 0.82 meters a second. So under a meter a second. Wow. If you can walk faster than a meter a second, then you will probably not. Well, that's his average walking speed. So yeah. that's, that's his average. He could accelerate. So yep. he, he can accelerate up to 1.36 meters per second based on the statistical study of old people in an old person's home and him reaching out and touching you. So if you can walk faster than 1.36 meters a second and not stop forever, you will never die. So if you were walking at 50 centimeters per second... You could just die mid-stride. You could just die, man. He just reach up and touch you, and you'd just be dead. And then boom. But at less than 82. I mean, that's the average, yeah. But that's So make sure you stay at 1.36 metres or higher, ladies and gentlemen. No, actually, higher than 1.36 metres a second. It's highly important. As long as we do it forever, according to this study, it's not what they're saying, but according to this study... Uh-huh then that's how fast the Grim Reaper is. Maximum working speed. On holidays, he may go a lot faster, yeah. but he doesn't work on his holidays. Well, that's why he must ride a horse. That's why he rides a horse. <gasps> oh, no! I'm going to write into these people. <laughs> I'm going to write in and point that out to them, that death rides a pale horse. Yeah. How fast does the horse go? How fast does death's horse go? Well, people are dying all over the world, so the horse must be able to travel faster than the speed of light. I, I am absolutely going to... No, I'm going to call him up on this. I'm going to send him an email. Holy shit, chickens! <laughs> Hooray! Another tentatively Christmassy thing because Very people eat chicken. Turkey mainly. Turkey. Uh, will, will it work for. Will we work can for, touch on turkeys. We can touch on turkeys. Oh, yep. That sounds good. I was thinking about chickens recently. Aww. And someone referred to them as the bird that gives birth every single day. Well, I no, no. They can. They. <sighs> Could they? They, 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 give, they fertilize give, egg they, every day. They give birth to an un. They can give birth to an. Well, yeah, they can. They can give birth to a fertilized egg every day. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. In fact, I think the world record is three hundred and seventy lays in a year. Wow. Okay. And that so that's more than there are that days sounds in like a year. An, that sounds like an episode of Jersey Shore. Da 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 da. Oh, forget it. Bravo. And then, then we set off the fireworks <laughs> for that joke. Thank you very much. Why the hell mm. would any creature expelled that amount of but valuable... Do it, but other animals pump out millions... Fish pump out millions of eggs. Hundreds of thousands, at the very least. True, but 
there to be fertilised. Yeah. Like this bird, it can lay an unfertilised egg. It's a great big oh, ball of yeah, energy, yeah. Yeah, that and it hasn't even fertilised yeah. it. And yeah. I'm like, why on earth does, is that even allowed? Is it because we've bred them to do it? Well, look, that is a big part of it. Mm. They already did it, mm. but now we have bred them to do it like crazy. Right, yeah, sure. Human beings ruining things again. Yeah, kind of. So we picked them. Yes. Yep. To unnatural, lay... Unnatural selection. Lay lots. Mm. But you will get it from, like, lots of people who have had birds, mm. and they have go, oh, I've got a little lady bird. The lady bird will lay a little clutch of eggs, mm. and nothing will happen because there's nothing to fertilise them. Mm. The thing is, you can't fertilise an egg if there's no egg there to do it. So yes. the chicken has to have an uh, egg waiting. right. Because the value of losing an egg's worth of energy mm. is much less than the value of losing an opportunity when it comes along. I see what you're saying there, yeah. Whatever the proto-chicken was before we started messing with them, I wonder how often they laid an egg. Like every day? Um, every 10 days? Like the, what, what was it, I wonder? They, they could lay an egg quite a lot already because oh, okay. uh, it all depended on how much energy they were getting. Mm. So one of the reasons that our chickens lay so many eggs is because they've got all the food in the world. Oh. So their body's like, oh, we don't have to be stingy about this because so, like, like i live in a first world country i poop all the time yeah it's constant i can yeah. poop i can just poop right now it's fine please do not poop right now <laughs> so so it's the equivalent of when you got the energy and the food and you can just make more and more eggs yeah and, and the thing is how a chicken raises a clutch is it lays an egg on one day and then the next day it lays another egg the next day it lays another egg, and it lays an egg every day for mm. until it's got as many eggs as it wants. I don't know how many that is. Maybe it's seven, maybe it's five, maybe mm. it's 12. But eventually it just goes, yep, that's enough. That's enough eggs. Uh, I'm going to start to incubate them now. It sits on all of the eggs, yep. and all of the eggs hatch at the exact same time. Right. Even though some of them were birthed two weeks previous. Yeah, yeah. So they, right, okay. That's interesting. So it's the incubation that the sets warmth. it all off. Yeah. Now, not only that, but chickens sometimes steal other people's eggs. Uh, well, other people's eggs. Other chickens' eggs so that they've got enough for their clutch. And they just go, I'll just raise someone else's chick. Yeah, yeah, because they don't want to actually pump out any more eggs. Yeah. Whatever. Now, another so, weird thing. So that's the way we keep them laying is by taking all their eggs. They're we like, take their it, eggs. and they Because ne- oh, you might hear of a chicken getting broody. Yeah. So a chicken gets broody and it goes... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise all these eggs now. Mm. I've got enough eggs ready to go, mm. and it starts just doing it. Now, if you want to stop your chicken from doing that, you stick it in a cage which has open air underneath it. Yeah, and the chicken goes, oh well, like I can't regulate the temperature properly. I, I give uh, up. Oh, okay, right, I see. Yeah, awful. <laughs> what else you can do is you can get like a quail's egg mm-hmm. or a turkey or turkey eggs. Yep, stick that under the chicken instead. And she will still raise and it? she will and she'll and they'll incubate correctly and <laughs> she'll end up raising. So these things. oh, that's really weird. Now quails right. are very small and quail eggs are very fragile. Yes, so you, it's probably not very effective. No, but hang on, but but that means the temperature doesn't have to be that precise for each egg. It's not like different species have different temperatures. Temperature is between ninety-eight degrees Fahrenheit and one hundred and two degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. I have no idea what that means. Forty degrees Celsius, roughly about forty degrees. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, about the heat under a chook. But yeah, yeah. But that, but what I'm trying to say is. Does it matter, because you said a turkey egg put under there, the chicken's still incubated. So therefore the turkey egg must be about 40 degrees as well, Celsius. Yeah. So, so it's basically the, the heat of a animal on a nest. So it doesn't... But different animals have different body temperatures. Mm, birds seem to... The temperature is not the problem with the birds, with right. the fowl. Yeah. It's the problem that the quail eggs are very thin and get sure. stomped on pretty easily. And they're tiny, tiny birds. Yeah, and, tiny, and, tiny eggs. and the little tiny bird hatches mm. and goes, yay! 
I'm I, I, I alive and I run around and I'm like, oh, straight out the doors of the chicken coop. Yeah. Because the wire is for chickens. Yes. Or they go, oh my God, all this lovely water for chicken. Oh, it's too deep. I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, yeah, not very, um, not very successful having quails. True. In there. But cuckoos. Do a great job. Yeah. They kick everyone else out. Yeah. Murder their way through the other clutch. Yeah. That's nice. And I was thinking, oh, well, if you can do it with other birds, mm. what about in those uh, What about in those cartoons where the chicken, like, there's some confusion, mm. and then the chicken is sitting on an egg, Yeah. and then the little egg pops open, and boom, out comes a crocodile yes. or a snake. Yeah. And it turns out that is probably not going to happen. Mm. Number one, your snakes and your lizards. Leathery they, eggs? It uh, doesn't matter whether oh, okay. it's a leathery egg. The okay. problem is the temperature. Right. You lizards, of, uh, surprisingly enough, need a lower temperature to mm. develop successfully. <laughs> yeah, sure. Them cold-blooded animals. Now, uh, leatherback turtles. I know they bury their eggs. Yeah. Like, they like, lots of them. They bury them, and based on the temperature of, of the, the the eggs. Yeah. It will determine the sex of the babies. Crocodiles too, I think. So, yeah, so that's, that's just a way of... So if it's very, very hot, I think they become boys. If it's colder, they become girls. Yeah, and, and, like and, and, and up and down, it changes 50-50. So if you get yeah. too warm, they're all boys, whatever. Now, does that mean that you could put a leatherback turtle egg under a chicken and have a boy or something like that? Or? Well, if you put an, or any reptile egg under a chicken, mm. it's probably going to have birth defects. Because too damn hot. Because it's too hot, right? And you make it too hot, and you, your little snakes come out with like a kink in them. Really? Yeah, the snake comes out and it's kinked, <laughs> so the heat has screws up that oh, part of okay. the process. Right there, you go. It's pretty fragile, your little embryos. Yeah, yeah. But your big problem is that a chicken, what it does is it wants to regulate the temperature of those eggs. Mm. So every couple of hours, it gets all those eggs and just turns them over, mm, mm. which is great. Mm. Now your reptile. Your little embryo is inside the egg full of mm. fluid and it swims up to the top and attaches to the shell of the egg. Yes. And it goes, brilliant, this is perfect, all this lovely food underneath me, little sack of air on oh. top of me, <laughs> and then you turn it over yeah. and the, the, the air goes up to the top yeah. and the embryo is stuck to the bottom and it's like, oh, I need that to live. Yeah. Oh. So you put it under a chicken, chicken t- tips it over, reptile dies and it's drowned in its own proteins. Amniotic fluids. Yum. Yum. There you go. That's actually gross and exciting. Thank God I... I, I That's a story of my dating life. (laughs) Chickens eat their own eggs. For the the shell? Like, no, not the shell. If if it's an unfertilized egg, it's not going anywhere. They go, oh, well, I'll just reabsorb that protein into the body. Yes. It doesn't happen too often, especially when the chickens are really well fed and people are taking their eggs. But uh, it can happen. But some ants and some frogs actually do it intentionally. Because oh. you end up with a whole bunch of these ants that are like, yep, we got heaps of food, mm. we're doing fine. Oh, what what about the rest of the hive? Nest. Nest. Colony. Colony. What about the rest of the colony? Oh, actually, some of them are really hungry. Yum, yum, well, yum, we'll yum. just lay some eggs and yep. allow them to eat it. Oh, well, only the queen would lay the egg, surely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, other that ones, makes sense, yeah. Other ones, there are some ants and insects that can, in, in a living colony, can lay eggs anyway. But not normally. But yeah, mm. they just. Yeah. And the Those frogs, things. the frog will actually lay some tadpoles and go, all oh, these tadpoles need more to eat. Mm. So the frog will eat more food and resources, come back and lay eggs. And that's the food for the baby uh, frogs and tadpoles. That's very cool. The biggest cell in the world? An egg. An ostrich egg oh, right. is the heaviest. It's a big cell. It's a big, it's a single cell. It's a single cell. Yeah. But. Before it starts, when it's before it's, yes, of course, before it starts developing into an ostrich. It's not the biggest 
cell in the world. Oh. Because nerve cells yes. in big creatures are a single cell. And so a giraffe will have a nerve cell that will run from its brain all the way down its oh, neck. Wow. Well, like a whale maybe as well. Whale yeah. and also a squid. Right. Giant squid They're have nice. massively long but very thin yes, yeah. nerve cells. So not as heavy. Mm. But very, very Not big. As massive, but long, yeah, longer. Fair enough. But the largest cell is from a algae called Colerpa, which can grow up to 10 feet long. Goodness me. Single cell may include up to 200 fronds, and it's edible. Wow. Oh, good. Excellent. That sounds good to me. Just, Yum. Just like an egg. It is Christmas time. Yep. And it is time for the song. Oh, not Christmas music. I was looking for a Christmas based science song. Yep. And I couldn't find one oh. that I liked. Okay. So I decided the next best thing would be a Christmas-themed science fiction song. That sounds good to me. You're not going to like it. Oh. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go... Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Ma'am, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought me some tea or grey hot. The lights turn way down low. Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. When we finally kiss. Good night. How I hate going out in the storm. But if you... Really? Shut up, Wesley. All the way home, I'll be warm. Oh, the fire is slowly dying. And I dear We're still goodbye, then. But as long as you love me, so make it so. Make it so. Make it so. That was a wonderful little, what do you call it? Uh, Video montage. Montage by a, a man by the name of James Covenant who put that together. I really like it. Cut that. together scenes from Star Trek The New Generation yes. to make, make it so. And to make it, uh, let it, let it snow into make it so. That was gorgeous. Oh. I, <laughs> I am filled with Christmas cheer. <laughs> Go watch the video. Links will be in the show notes, of course. I just love Picard when everyone else starts singing. Picard starts like hiding his face in his hands. It's like he's like, oh no, they're all singing now. They're all singing. <laughs> there's some beautiful work done there. Just thank you to James Covenant for creating that for us to, to enlighten you on the podcast. Space Christmas and happy Space Christmas to you, dear listener. And happy holidays, whatever you believe or don't believe. Just have a good time. You have been listening to Christmas Dan at SmartEnough.org <laughs> and Christmas. Gr- at smartup.org. It'll never reach us, will it? You can know. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Christmas SE2KB. And Facebook Christmas SETKB. Christmas rate us on iTunes. And give us a Christmas rating. Woo! And more importantly, Christmas subscribe. Christmas subscribe. On Christmas iTunes. Yes. Everyone's doing it now. All the podcasts I listen to are like, hey, we never ask you to do nothing. We're your friends. Subscribe because of the weird algorithm that your system... Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, yeah. we've, been doing it for, we've been begging for years. We've been on our knees yeah. way before they were on their knees. So before you go and rate the other big, famous, sexy podcasts mm-hmm. you listen to... Who don't need it. Who, who don't need it, subscribe to us first because we mm. need it. We need the hugging. Yeah. Oh, Mind oh, you, oh. We, we ask you to do our stuff all the time. That's right, because we're buddies. That's what buddies do. We, yeah. we, You've got to make sure you pull your Christmas cracker the right way. That's right. That's and 
we have forgotten something really important to mention. Yep. People all around the world this mm-hmm. Christmas will be wearing Smart Enough to Know Better t-shirts. Everyone's been sending pictures of pictures them. Pictures of them, modelling them for us. I am so happy We have been really excited. Dan and I have both been really excited. Like, we, we see it individually. And you go, have you seen them? <laughs> I fit squealing all around the area. A lot of squealing. It's been it's been fantastic. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoy the, the the shirts. And if you do get a shirt, take a photo of it, send it to us. We'd love to see it. We normally put it up on Twitter and go, "Yay, look at that! Isn't that great?" Okay. And uh, my favorite one, I, I shouldn't pick favorites, but I'm going to pick a favorite. Go on then. Is Jenik? She calls it Jenik on Twitter, mm. and she wore it to work. Yeah, that's cool. But she's a scientist <laughs> in a lab coat and standing there in a lab with no shirt on. Or she's doing a really long con that involves because lab coats are the only people who wear lab coats are yeah. scientists and yes. people who are using lab coats to look like they're supposed to be somewhere. But no, I, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. It looked like a lab to me. So thank you very much. But send in your photos. Uh, if you do anything interesting in them but not illegal, then please send us photos of you out there doing sciencey stuff. Maybe if you go for a night spatula by saving someone's life, mm-hmm. wear our shirt while you save their life. That seems like I'm slowing down. That in does. Don't situation. do. That. Just maybe just Photoshop it on later. Uh, that would be. Don't do that either. Put it on the corpse if you fail. <laughs> the. <laughs> if you live in Brisbane or want to pay us to travel, uh, check out the full hire page on the website because uh, we are pretty good at doing MC also, stuff, MC stuff, and entertainment stuff. You can we tell from the way that I've introduced. We are We're yeah, good, good talkers and good stuff. talkers. Talk, face yeah. face noises. So you need some face science based MCs or some science based entertainment. Or geez, we can even host murder mysteries. We can do whatever. We're pretty you want. good at that. We can do, we can do, we can do anything. You tell we us can do we'll anything. Do we'll, we'll, we'll dance sexfully. Burlesque. Bur- yes. Science burlesque. Yeah, science burlesque. Oh, look, I know. Oh. I, I'm like, oh, oh, God, there are people out there with 700 bucks just going, you yeah. know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, I us, wanna, your, I show de- us your dino feathers. I want to degrade these poor guys. Burlex is not necessarily degrading. Empowering. Empowering. Yes, but I have feather mange. <laughs> and as we always like to say, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! And she was making a comment about now she knows how much she needs to drink to get her baby drunk. And I went, how do you know that? And she went, how do you think? And I went, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) I hate string theory so much. I've intentionally said stuff that's not true in this podcast. (laughs) Just so, just to make sure you guys are listening. (laughs) No one will care. Not even Brian Cox cares. He's delightful on Twitter. No, not delightful. A grumpy bastard. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Yeah, science. Yeah, baby, science. Woo! Suddenly he's just like, this guy's an idiot. (laughs) Like, just comes out and says it. This idiot wrote some idiot idiot stuff with his idiot face, and I think he's a moron. Hi, I'm Brian Cox. (laughs) It's awesome. I'd love to hear David Attenborough doing that. Oh, he'd be scared. This fellow is a complete cocktard. As you can see, the cocktail surrounds himself with lesser males who look up to him like some kind of mediocre god. In a failure of reproductive ability, he can go f*** himself. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, very nice. <sighs> you know what I'm getting? I'm getting very... T- recently... Uh, no, I probably shouldn't. I know the mic's on. The mic's on. Let's not say it.
Go on. No, Go on. No, no, no. No, it's... look, I'll edit it out. Um, I'll edit it out. No, you can trust me, Greg. <laughs> like, they're, they're perceiving certain feminist behaviours, and it's like, well, this is obviously not true, and yeah. here's a descriptive deconstruction and an engineering schematic of why they shouldn't be getting upset. And it's like, yeah, but they're still getting upset. It's like, yeah. no, but they can't possibly see. <laughs> this proves it. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm. I mean, I used to enjoy it because they were making fun of creationists yeah. and, and i agree with that yeah now being pedantically picking apart the argument that yeah. of feminists which i do agree with so it's oh, the yeah. so if i was a creationist yeah. i would be just as angry yes at him <laughs> as if i was a feminist so yes. now but i he's gone from one subject which i disagree with to a subject i agree with and i'm yeah. like well, what an idiot he was great before but now he's terrible no he was just terrible the entire time yeah but i, I only agreed with him in the first half <laughs> So there are some monkeys that are going, oh, blasted dopamine from doing logical stuff. And yeah. there are some mo- monkeys that are getting blasted dopamine from faith-based stuff. Oh, absolutely. And yes. yes. I think... Yes. And if you... like, I'm, I guess I'm trying to find a um, unification of human beings, faith ones and logic ones, and unifying them in a... Monkeys like doing stuff. Cricket. Who would want to watch cricket in a friggin' field? Boring as hell. My personal opinion, <laughs> but it's still boring as hell for me, and I don't get it. And, and I've been to it, and I still don't get it. I reckon it's gambling. It's like it's just like playing World of Warcraft. It's click, 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 loot drop, kind, whack, y- whack, oh, whack, whack. six. Yeah, yeah. Babies the- must have that all the time. Yes, Jesus, he's gonna fucking kill me. Yeah. Oh, it's dad. Yeah, <laughs> he's a dad. Okay, dad. Oh, yeah, dad, good. Dad, good. What the fuck? Dad's brother. Got it. All right. Yeah, more, more. All right. I oh, saw that. This is going to continue. Oh my god, that dad is tiny with four legs. Uh, dog, dog, <laughs> dogs are cool. Yeah. Was it? Oh god, what noise is it making? I, this is enough. I'm <laughs> the baby by Daniel Beeston. <laughs> sure, mercy, you... mercy. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you don't kill me. You've obviously proven you're you're a giant, dangerous mammal. But you're my die, my danger. Anyway, <laughs> keep you around for protection. So that's my Christmas. That's my Christmas one because it's about chimneys. Is that does that count? That's, that's, that counts as a Christmas that'll, that'll thing. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. It's cute to stand there for an hour. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Don't you let go! Don't you let go! We have a bond. But Uncle Don't Greg. Don't let go, Uncle Greg. Pull it! I don't want to pull it. Pull the crack! I don't want to wear it. I, I want the hat. I wish it was Easter. I'll give you Easter. <laughs> nail, 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 nail. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. Oh, right. God, I hope no one listens after the credits. <laughs> Touch on turkeys, the Touch on turkeys. Uh, follow-up hit of pa- Plastic Patron's Sapla Pour Moi, Touching Up Turkeys. Um, wow, what? Psycho Chicken, Qu'est-ce que to Dan. That's not actually at, party on. That's that's some um, Wayne and Garth. Yeah, I I did be excellent each other. Is the party wild, on dude. Wild stallions. Party be excellent to each be other. Excel, isn't be excellent. Party to, on dude. Isn't be excellent to each other. Am I? Be excellent. That's the first bit. Be excellent to each other. No, hang on. Is it Wayne? Are you sure it's Wayne and Garth? No, it's Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. They go into the future, yes. and Bill S. Preston and Theodore Logan. No, no, no. Bill S. Preston goes. Be ec- no. 
be excellent. The, the, yeah, Theodore Logan, Ted, Ted. No, Bill says be excellent to each other. Yes. And then Ted on the other side goes party on dudes. Isn't party on dudes from Wayne's World? Party on Wayne, party on Garth is from Wayne's oh, World. Oh, they stop, oh, man. Oh, just, we have to know. Aft and aft. Beautiful. There I you go. And as we always like to say, be excellent to each other. Party on, Garth. No. Oh. No, don't. Don't do that. Do it properly. I don't want to. That's funnier. No, it's That's not, funnier. It's not. Just do it properly. It's a nice Christmas ending. Come on. Go with me on this one. Party on, dudes. Thank you. <laughs>